0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. A post-game instant reaction edition tonight after the Texas Tech Red Raiders takedown. Um, Kansas Jayhawks ninety one to sixty two. Joined tonight by Michael Labar and Kyle Jacobson. Guys, what about that game? It's nuts.
0: I think that's just a little bit of an understatement there, Spencer.
1: <laughs> I I don't know how to over overhype this.
2: But it's uh it's not surprising if you predicted that Tech would win by twenty, like some of us.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure how you did that. And and you said by thirty though, right?
2: Yeah, I said 30 privately, and then on Twitter I hedged my bets and went with 20, but I was pretty on the mark.
1: Yeah, it, so before the game started, Kyle, like, like he said in our Slack chat, said Tech by 30. We were throwing out our predictions. I said that Kansas would cover late uh, with some, like, desperation threes, but that Tech would still win. Obviously, Kyle was closer by his minus 30 pick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, I, I didn't say a prediction at all in the in the chat, but I would have said Tech would have won by 29 with 60% shooting. So I think technically. Oh I should yeah.
1: That. yeah. Um, I I think Dan said by double digits, and I was like, man, that's bold. And we I, I, you know Dan likes to likes to really, he's he's really. Uh, what, what am I trying to say? Confident w- with Tech. Um, sure, that's
0: a nice way to put it. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> I I can't remember at what point in the game where I said this in our Slack chat, but I was like, I said, uh, oh, it was, it was before before it, it the game switched over to the the ESPN uh, broadcast feed. It was still on ESPN three or whatever on the app um, because you, you were still look, looking for the game, LeBar, and I said Tech is winning this game, and it wasn't like we're leading the game. I'm like. With the way that they're playing, Tech was going to win it. Um, I didn't see you getting up to a thirty-three point lead against Kansas, uh, and then eventually went winning by twenty-nine. But my goodness, this game—you led wire to wire. Um, you had a twenty-five point lead at halftime. You, you built on that lead in the second half. It was just—it was crazy. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, what's funny about it, looking at the box score here, everybody but Culver shot over 50% from the floor. That's and, insane. You never see something like that happen in a basketball game.
1: And Culver still put up 26 points.
2: Quietly put up 26. <laughs> yeah, if you were to just, if you were to just stated that stat without the added context that he put up 26, it would make it sound like Jarrett Culver was really dragging us down, and <laughs> he's the reason why we couldn't beat KU by 30, but... Uh, yeah, I was insane. Like they showed some halftime stats on the Jumbo Tron and it was like every single statistical category imaginable tech was leading except points in the paint it was like twelve to ten in favor of Kansas. But I mean we had more bench points, fewer turnovers, um, everything was just you know efficient shooting the ball. So I mean it had to be probably their best wire to wire game all year and probably Kansas' worst um, by any imaginable metric so it was, it was impressive you got to give tech credit for a lot of that i'm sure so hey, you probably knows they could have played better but still
1: yeah so kyle you mentioned you, you were at the game well, why don't you tell us a little bit about like the atmosphere i mean obviously on, on the broadcast it was, it was pretty evident that i mean it was just nuts in there but from the yeah TV, it, was it, really it, cool. doesn't, it doesn't really translate as well as actually being there
2: yeah, it was neat. So the the whiteout was uh, mostly a success. You could probably see that on the broadcast. But um, you know, like eighty or ninety percent of people were wearing white. Um, very few empty seats, especially or even in the upper bowl, um, like in the corners, there were still people. I was on the very last row of the upper bowl, so um, it was really loud. Especially you know, everybody's hyped at the beginning because they did the fire during pregame warmups, and you know, tech just came out of the suit. Uh, built that lead, and so really the entire first half, you know, was really loud and kind of had just rattled. Um, But yeah, it was cool. Like, every time Tech would go on a quick run, like right before before a, you know, under-16 or under-12 timeout, I mean, it was so loud going into the timeout, and uh, the fans really showed out. They announced it as a sellout, I think 15,098 was the official number they gave. Um, So yeah, fans did a great job.
1: Yeah, so... Going back to the, the statistic, I'm looking at that at ESPN. It's not showing points in the paint, but like literally everything else. Texas Tech had a significant margin. Um, you shot nearly 61% from the field, um, which is it's actually really impressive. You shot almost 62% from three. So you shot better from three than you did from two. Um, you Sorry, you, you shot more free throws, but Kansas made more, so th- they had you there. But, I mean, a difference of two points in a 29-point game yeah. is all we're talking about. Kansas shot – I mean, had you said before the game that Kansas w- was going to shoot 46% from the field, you would have felt pretty confident that you were going to lose this game. Um, Automatic L. Right, but w- when you shoot 61%, um, you hit 16 threes. Um, you out-rebounded them. I, I may be them. wrong
0: on this, but if I remember correctly, I think I was keeping track of this during the OK State game a few weeks ago, but I think their career high during Big 12 play was 16, so I know that was at least at least matched today.
1: Yeah, I, they, they mentioned on the broadcast, I, I, it was either 16 or 15, so it was right there. Um, like I said, you out-rebounded them. You had more assists, more steals. Blocks. They turned the ball over more times. They fouled more times. Um, I mean, you led from the the, the first point. You you scored the first points. You led the entire game. Uh, very similar in that in, in that sense to the game that you won in Lawrence last year, uh, where you know you took control of the game and never gave it back. And um, I mean, you put Kansas down. I think it was fifteen points last season pretty quickly uh this year tonight you had him down 10 really quickly um and then slowly built that lead up to 25 at halftime you got up to 33 at one point in the second half um you guys were saying right before we started recording that this was kansas's worst loss under bill self yep their their worst loss against like a conference team obviously um what else were, were you guys saying there?
0: It was Texas Tech's largest win against a ranked opponent, like as far as points-wise.
1: Yeah. And then, so you scored 90 points tonight. You scored 91. The only other time this season you've done that was against Northern Colorado. And get this, that game was a 93-62 to 62 contest. You beat Kansas 91-62. to 62
0: Sort of telling me that Kansas is just as bad as Northern
1: Colorado? Obviously. <laughs> no other like there's no other VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse
1: impact. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Valid comparison, right? I mean, uh, Culver also put up – no, he put up 20 points in that game. Um, he put up 26 tonight. I mean so – I,
2: I think that means that Northern Colorado is probably primed to be like a 3C tournament this year. It's yeah. got to be at least.
1: And they'd probably be a 3 or 4 in the Big 12 um all right so the rest of your team I I, I think the other I mean it's it's hard to pick like a guy that besides Culver that that you want to highlight and say like he was so key but I mean it would probably have to be uh Odiasse. I mean he he played 27 minutes, had 13 rebounds. He was just controlling anything okay, that look, that was coming off the, the glass. Way, dog, the um he only put up 8 points. So he's very nearly had himself a double-double. But my goodness, that his, his performance tonight really helped um, propel you into the game that you had.
0: Yeah, I mean, like he set the temple from the get-go. And if you remember last year in Lawrence, he had a very similar game where I think he had 12 points, 10 rebounds, or something like that, where he was just letting Azubuki know, like, hey, I control the paint. This is my area. Back off. And he kind of did that again tonight. And here's the fun stat. So he had uh, 13 rebounds tonight. If you have the top three rebounders tonight from Kansas, they match Odiase's rebound total altogether.
1: That's crazy because there's one thing that you've always thought about Kansas. That they can either get, like, really big guys, which they do. They've got guys that can shoot from three, be deadly. Um, but, yeah, you, you you shot better from three. You controlled the glass. Yeah. Um, their best player, uh, probably Dotson, um, had seven points. Um, their their leading scorer was Lawson, uh, and he only had 14.
0: Well, I mean, Odiasse was guarding him the whole time, and he did not allow anything. Basically, the only time he really scored is probably off, like, free throws or just, like, lucky hook shots, really, because I don't remember him ever making, like, just owning Odiasse or Owens at all all night.
1: Yeah, so he had, he hit seven of his eight free throws. So that's, that's half of his points and then three field goals. So, um, t- to your point, yeah, like, like you said, half of his points were coming from free throws. Only two other guys for Kansas took free throw attempts McCormack and Quentin Grimes. Like you, yeah,
2: the refs, it seemed like they were really letting him play, uh, even early on, I mean, there was some kind of collisions under the basket when a guy was going for a layup or something. And, uh, most of the day kind of swallowed the whistle, which I think bodes well for a team like tech that, you know, tries to be physical on defense and everything. And so I I didn't notice that Kansas went to the free throw line that infrequently, but, um, I guess that's a testament to, you know, how well we were playing defensively all night.
1: And I, I'd like to say that I'm, I'm impartial here or, or that I'm being fair. Um, I, I thought the refs called a good game. It probably has nothing to do with Texas Tech winning by 30 tonight, but <laughs> I, I had— I was about n- to I, say,
0: you usually complain about three or four times per game oh, I'm, that I'm, they I'm, missed like an obviously blatant call, and today you said nothing. Like, okay, I guess Spencer must be impressed by what's happening with the refereeing tonight.
1: The only one that was close <laughs> was that uh, that charge they, or that block they called on Moretti. But the replay showed that, like, that last step he took, his heel was on the line. So,
2: no, but you're right. Like, you always get that sense when you're playing Kansas that the refs are going to obviously be favorable for the Jayhawks. And I don't think that the refs could have possibly given them enough help to win tonight. But, uh, you didn't really see any, you know, signs of that in the first half, even when it might have been somewhat close, like a 12 point game or something. Um, and so yeah, I'm glad the refs kind of stayed out of it and uh, didn't try to pad or lift KU up or anything like that. Um, I didn't really notice any egregious calls, and so I'd say it was a pretty well officiated game. And like you already said, I'm sure that has nothing to do with the fact that we won by
0: 30. I think that says two things. I think it says that finally the Texas tech, tech is starting getting is starting to get some respect, and we've been kind of the laughing stock, one of the laughing stocks of the country about five or six years ago. Now we're kind of one of the elite teams, so we're kind of starting to get calls to go our way. It also just shows that uh, that Texas Tech just knows how to play basketball. I mean, this isn't the first time we've seen Tech play this strong defensively and not get a lot of calls on them. Chris Beard and Mark Adams do a good job of coaching them up about, here's how you guard, but you don't get fouls this way. And it, it it really showed tonight. There was a lot of instances where guys were pulling up for charges like a second before, like obvious, obviously getting set up, a lot of times the arms are straight up. Occasionally a guy's arm would go down. Most of the time they were straight up the whole time. So it just speaks a lot to the direction the program's going and the coaching by Mark Adams.
1: Yeah. So, okay, you mentioned the direction of program. I want to look back at the last uh, about month on the schedule here. Over the last – since since that since Arkansas, the Arkansas game. game. Yeah, since that Arkansas game, you are you've won seven of your last eight the uh, the one loss there was obviously on the road um in Lawrence where you lost by by 16 but since then you 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 beat Arkansas by 3 uh, that's the closest of of any of these games um you host TCU and beat them by 19 you host West Virginia beat them by 31 you, you go to Oklahoma and you beat them by 12 you go to Oklahoma State you beat them by 28 you host Baylor, you beat them by what's that 15? I I can't do math. Nope, 25. You beat them by 25. <laughs> Sorry. Um and then you host Kansas and beat them by 29. So you're not squeaking by these teams. You're you're soundly beating them. And you're going in the right direction going into these last few games of the season. Um you're you're staying hot. You're you're playing um uh, you're playing good basketball. The rest of your 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 schedule, um, it, it, it's kind of weird, right? You, you host Oklahoma State, which you, you would feel pretty confident about that game. You go to TCU. TCU has been really inc- inconsistent this season. Um, you host Texas for senior night, and then you go on the road at Iowa State. Um, but right now, I mean, you, you're up there – Squarely in second place in the conference, um, Kansas has to, to t- turn around really quickly and play Kansas State Monday night. We'll we'll see how that goes, but man, here here in a few days, you know, you, you could be a half game back or or, or get pretty close to tying or, or being tied with Kansas State for for the lead in the Big Twelve. Um, And there's only one game on your schedule where you're really kind of worried about it. It's the last game of the season. So uh, how do you guys see the rest of the season playing out, especially with how the team is performing right now?
0: Well, I I look at the schedule, and I obviously think the win of uh, Oklahoma State at home has got to be a W. I mean, if you lose that, that's embarrassing as heck. I mean, Kansas State beat them by like 40 today. Um, At TCU, is a trap game. Although Texas Tech has played there fairly well, that's a game where they may be looking ahead that you, you you can't lose. You can't play without the gas pedal. I think home for Texas is fine because they don't have Kerwin Roach. And then that last game's a tricky one because here's the thing. I don't know if Texas Tech can win the Big 12 without that last win because at that point you're expecting Kansas State to lose twice. And although they do have some hard games like they have at Kansas versus Baylor at TCU, home for Oklahoma – it's hard to imagine them losing twice. I mean, it could happen, but it's not like a give-me. So 3-1 and one may win the conference, but I think if you go 4-0, and oh, that's like a definite, like, you won the Big 12.
1: Okay, and Kyle, your thoughts? Is Kyle still with us? Yeah, I feel oh, yeah, 10 games, <laughs>
2: um, you know,
1: Maybe he's not.
0: I think we lost Kyle. Hey, can you?
1: No, we can't hear you. Hey, can you hear me? <laughs> sorry. Okay. Yeah. That you're you're you've been cutting out the past few seconds. Oh, sorry.
2: Uh, is this any better now? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, the, the rest of the schedule. I think that the game. In Fort Worth is going to be like a neutral site game at uh, at work. Um, I expect a lot of Red Raiders in attendance there, and amen. Uh, and you're the better team, so you'd hope that's a win. Um, you know, I think I think anytime you play at home, you're probably feeling good, and so I'm not worried about Oklahoma State or Texas. Um, the game that you know down the stretch that's worried me the most is obviously in Ames. Um, I don't know if Texas ever won there. Um, and they looked a lot better earlier in the season. They've kind of dropped a few lately that make me think they might be sliding a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with Michael. I think that you're going to go into Ames with a chance to play for something, You know, whether that's an outright or shared title. Um, and so I think it will come down to the last game of the season, and I think there's going to be uh, a lot of chips on the table in Ames, and uh, uh, hopefully this team is up for the challenge. But, yeah. Um, We'll see. It's going to be it's going to be fun to watch down the stretch here. I sure hope
0: it's a standalone tile cuz shared titles are some of the stupidest things in
2: sports. <laughs>
1: I don't yeah, disagree.
2: It, it's, and it's it's tough to get around when you play them twice and you beat them once they beat you once. Uh you know, if it were football and it was just one game, you know, you'd have a head-to-head title. uh I won't complain too much if there's a Big 12 champs banner hanging in the USA next season. Oh, trust me, sure. I'll, I'll be quite fine. We were like
0: three and fifteen and looking like a bad team like four years ago. I'm quite alright carrying a Big Twelve title.
2: Yeah, especially if it's not with Kansas. Exactly.
1: So I, I don't mean to look ahead, but I, I'm looking at that the Iowa State game that we're kind of we, we've talked about a little bit, um, and they haven't really protected their their home court as well as you would think they would have this, this season. They they lost to the Baylor this past week. Um. Mackay Mason went off that game. He goes off all the time, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, oh, sorry, they lost to Kansas State there at home, which again you, you can kind of say, okay, well, that's not that bad. They, well, I
0: think Iowa State was up double digits in that game, and that's the game where Barry Brown just took over and I think won with like five seconds left.
1: Yeah, they they barely pulled one off against Texas a couple of weeks ago. Um, so it's not like they've been blowing people out. Um, like Texas Tech has, it's still you know obviously it's a road game in the Big 12 and it, it's going to be tough. I don't think it's it's the same as going to Kansas for the last game. Uh, oh, definitely not. And then like the rest of the schedule for for Kansas State, we've talked about this before on on the, on the the full podcast episodes, but you know they they host Kansas or sorry they they travel to Kansas. Then they host Baylor, travel to TCU, and then host Oklahoma. But of those last four games, there's two of those Saturday Monday turnarounds. So they played today against Oklahoma State. They'll play Monday um, at Kansas, and then next. So,
0: so does that benefit Kansas State or Kansas? Because I know Kansas has to travel back to the state of Kansas and Kansas state just has to travel to Lawrence. So which team does that benefit more?
1: Well, I'm, I would say the, the, the home team. Um, I, I, I don't think, especially after tonight, um, that Kansas state's going to roll into Lawrence and, and, and walk out unscathed. Yeah. Um, it's just
0: hard to see the Jayhawks losing two in a row.
1: Right. And then, like, like I said, they they host Baylor. Sorry, Kansas State hosts Baylor on Saturday, um, the second, and then they travel to Fort Worth on Monday. So, as 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 much as we were talking about, like Kansas State kind of has, has an easy schedule. They've got two losses, uh, possible losses on the road to finish out. Oh, their, Kansas their State
0: four definitely games. does not have an easy easy schedule. I mean, you could say they go one and three in their next four, and I wouldn't be surprised, really. I think. I think they'll go two and two, maybe three and one, but if they
2: go one and three, I wouldn't at all be surprised. I wonder if I can speak it into existence on Twitter like I did the 20 (laughs) or 30-point win today against Kansas. Hey, it's working, so just just, just go ahead and do it. it. I'm going to tweet that Kansas State is going to lose all four games down the stretch and just hope that it comes true.
0: I I think I was making fun of their terrible – Throwback. Have you ever seen those throwback unis they wore today? that have like the lavender tops and the black. Yeah, caps? it looks yeah. like it looks like something you give to like an intramural team. And, <laughs> oh, and I think man. I said something about it today, and a bunch of Wildcat fans got really hurt about it.
2: Oh, yeah, I, I I like our throwbacks better. Oh, ours are way
0: better. It's not even close. Yeah, cause at, at least ours actually looks like an actual like uniform.
1: Because they wore the it was the um. There's a throwback jersey tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was a uh, like that lavender top, and then like the they're a normal purple, or maybe that's navy shorts. That's weird. And by weird, I mean disgustingly ugly. <laughs> All right, so really quickly before we wrap up, we we got a couple people tweet at us. Um, let's see, Ben Stanton says, is this the greatest Tech Sports Day in recent memory?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Because not only did you win a big game on the basketball court tonight. um,
0: See, that's the thing. That's like not even the most important thing that happened today, really.
1: Right. You you had a good day at the baseball field, but you also won the conference on the the spring track and field season.
0: Um, And it was by the most points ever that Big 12 team won, too. Yeah,
1: and that was the, the men's team. The women's team finished second, I believe. Mm-hmm. But they carried in the Big Twelve trophy there at the United Supermarkets Arena tonight. Um, yeah, because it spans more than one sport, doing really well. I would have to say, at least recent memory, it has to be one of the best days.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know how far back uh, the recent memory qualifiers you know counts for. I would say in the moment, I was more hyped for the win in Stillwater in football last fall. But, you know, of course, by the end of the season, it kind of didn't do you a lot of good. I mean, it wasn't even. It kind of did not you know it. good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that was like more fun in the moment. And I might look back on this the same way. Like if, if Tech finishes second in the Big 12 and then like, let's say they get bounced in the second round of the tournament. I mean, it would still be cool to have that win over Kansas, but uh, it might kind of diminish it a little bit whereas if they do finish as outright champs in the big 12 or something like that then it'll carry more weight um i think the uh baseball team sweeping you know uh kansas i guess that was two seasons ago to win the big 12 that was pretty cool i mean it's just kind of rare that you have conference championships in one of the major three sports and so um any of those you know the super regional clinchers or conference championships in baseball would be hard to top for me in recent memory
1: yeah sorry so his name is Ben Staten. but yeah uh, like depending on how far you go back I mean the the, the past season like the year yeah that the win the football win on the road in Stillwater was obviously pretty good um but like I said with it being crossing multiple sports it's hard to it's hard to say that another day uh, outperformed today. Yeah. I think the, I
0: think I've been a tech fan since 2012 when I was a senior in high school about to come to tech. The only other time I can remember being more like excited about tech athletics or more like happy was the day that tech beat Florida and, in, in, uh, round around 32, cause that kind of solidified the program and I was there. And I think that more has to be, that more has to do with me being in the moment but I think other than that, this is, like, no doubt, like, the best day in Tech Athletics, at least since I've been a fan.
2: Yeah, it, it was cool, too. Um, just going back to what we were talking about earlier as far as the atmosphere at the game, this is kind of unexpected. But uh, during the second half, there was a media timeout or something. And they actually brought out the men's and women's track team onto the court. And, yeah, they actually showed that on ESPN. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they had, like, the whole team out there in West Kitley, and everybody was going crazy for them because – They had all heard the news that they won earlier uh, in the day. But uh, anyway, that was another, you know, really cool moment in the arena that everybody got pretty loud for. So quick question. Did they play swag surfing like they
0: did last year for the Kansas game?
2: Yeah, they did. Um, (laughs) It was during one of the timeouts. I can't remember. I think it was like early on in the second half. Um, But, yeah, it was when you were up by 20 or 25 or something. And uh, they played it. Of course, the whole student section was going nuts and – Uh, It was a lot
1: of fun I was gonna ask I need video of that Yeah, I was gonna say if if the reaction was the same as it was last season when they played that Uh, Because that was a video that was circulating this week. Uh, The game was tied at that point I can't I think it was the under 8 timeout from last season when they did that it was like tied at 62 or maybe it was under 4 Either way, I was just just curious um, To see what that was like and that's why I was asking you to, to take some video To share with us. Yeah, Um, I
2: I got some video. I don't have that moment in particular. I bet it'll make the rounds on social media. Um, but yeah, since I was so far away, I was like half a mile from the court from my (laughs) seats. So you can't really even tell what the student section is doing from where I'm sitting. But but you were in the building.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. So Alan Corbin says the Jayhawks haven't seen a beating like this since the football season. (laughs) (laughs) Which is yeah. It's funny Man, we, and accurate, but.
0: <laughs> we laid the hammer harder than uh, the NCA might lay on them for the Adidas penalties.
2: Do y'all, do y'all remember off the top of your heads what the score was for the Tech-Kansas football game? Like, did we beat them by more in basketball or football? I think it was 1,000-3. to 3. I don't remember exactly, though. <laughs> I know it was Bowman's first game back from the lung injury, and I want to say we were, like, a little bit rusty in the first half. All so. I know is I had to work that day, and I was A-OK with
1: missing the game just
0: for the reason I knew we were going to blow them out.
1: Ooh, it was yeah. close. It was, it was, um, it was uh, 32. To 16. Yeah, it was 32. So we've been worse Dang. in football.
2: So if we had hit one more three-pointer today, we would have matched it.
1: And just because I, I had to look this up, this was Texas Tech's last win of the 2018 season.
2: Oh God! Why did remind me of that? October. 20th. Thanks for ruining
0: everybody's day, Spencer. Sorry. Um.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's let's get back to the tonight. Um. To the tonight. <laughs> so, Red Red Reset Man asks, "How scary would his team be with Zaire?"
0: Hmm. That's a, that's that's an interesting question, because who do you remove from that lineup if you put Zaire in? I would assume it'd be either Odiasse or Owens, right?
1: Yeah, but I, I I, don't know if I want to take... Well, again, this, this is a recency bias. Because you if can't I'd...
0: take Moretti and Mooney out. They literally can't miss anymore.
1: Yeah, and then the, the other guy you're thinking of, like from a guard or forward standpoint, um, they're already coming in off the bench whether it's Francis or Edwards or Korpru. Uh, so. Yeah, and I, like I said, it, it's probably recency bias, but I don't know if I would want to take Odiasse or Owens off, off the floor right now. Yeah, I it's think, hard to
0: take both those guys out because Odiasse is just playing out of his mind like the last month. And Owens is – everybody knows what Owens can do, so they're so scared to come in the paint or just settling for all these stupid like long-range twos.
2: I think anytime time you add a guy to the lineup who can complete a 360 alley-oop, you become slightly scarier. So to the <laughs> – uh, Asker's true. question, how much more scary do you become? Yeah, at least, you know, marginally because, you know, Zaire could just make plays that nobody else I've ever seen in college can make. Um, it would be hard to kind of balance some minutes, but, you know, he could take a couple from Corby, Francis, and Edwards, and it'd be fun to watch him play, you know, 12 or 16 minutes a game. So if Zaire and Owens
0: go up for a block, who gets the – who gets to record a block? Is it Zaire or Owens? Who gets there first?
2: Uh, I guess Owens because he's six ten. Yeah, but... but
0: my thought, but my thought is Zaire's smaller and faster, so he may
2: actually tip it before Owens even touch even touches it. He had yeah, ridiculous maybe.
1: jumping ability.
2: That is one thing that sucks is that we only got to watch Zaire play for one year. Like, can you imagine his highlight reel if he played for three or four years? Like, oh gosh. You know, baseball players do. I mean, it would have been so much fun to watch him hang around, but I, I don't I don't uh, question his decision to go pro at all.
0: But I just Well, the kinda... thing is, he, he hasn't played all year, so even if he stayed at Tech, is he still hurt from practicing or is he actually healthy?
2: Yeah, yeah, who knows?
1: But he's still getting paid.
0: True, true. So <laughs> you're like walking around with that uh, first suit like he did during the Duke <laughs> Texas Tech game. Um,
1: But did, did you guys see that he was recently called back to the the 76ers
0: and then he was uh pushed back down to the d league uh, g league team so that lasted a whole like one day
1: oh okay (laughs) (laughs) um so i i I don't think this question is fair because of of who is on the call with us tonight but true would ask would you eat the exact same lunch every day for a year if you got a million (laughs) dollars
2: oh kyle would Kyle already is. I'd be is. by now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so for those who don't know me, we were talking about this in the uh, Steak in the Plane" Slack channel. And I actually, you know, unless I go out to eat for like a work event or something like that, I eat the same exact thing for lunch every day, which is a turkey sandwich, uh, salt and vinegar potato chips and Oreos.
1: Four uh, Oreos. So we we're talking exact. about,
2: you know, some guys are saying, oh, I can never eat the same thing every day or even – Three or four times a week, but I've been doing it since like high school, so it doesn't really phase me. So I mean, here's the thing Am I allowed like to, do I have to get like a cheap
0: meal or can I like splurge on the lunch I eat every day? Because to- if that's the case, I can eat like senior or chicken parm every day for lunch, and I think <laughs> I'd be fine for like the rest of my life.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure. It just has the exact same lunch every day. Um, yeah,
0: if it's, if it's the case where I can get, baked ziti every day then fine but if i'm eating a i love peanut butter and turkey sandwiches but i don't think i can eat a turkey sandwich every day for like 40 years that might drive me insane
2: peanut butter and turkey I'm, no I'm, peanut butter or turkey i'm, oh, not, okay. I'm not oh, crazy geez, I, I know like, that i know you guys all. hate
0: my food takes but gosh i'm not i'm, I'm not that crazy so, well like hold I on though that one million
2: dollars
1: yeah because we were finding out on this last week when we were talking about the, the weird food combinations peanut butter surprisingly goes with a lot of things and I was going to be disappointed that you didn't chime in with peanut butter and turkey, but <laughs> I, I, I miss the peanut butter or turkey. Uh, so
0: here's the thing: Is it should we eat crunchy peanut butter or creamy peanut butter? Creamy. What what's wrong
2: with you, Kyle?
1: I I so I like crunchy, but it's not like I I have to have it.
2: I'm I'm really you know big on texture of foods, and even if the smell and taste is okay. If the texture doesn't sit right with me, I can't eat it, and so crunchy Peter or uh, the crunchy peanut butter is in that category for me. So my
0: cousin used to always I used to live with my cousin for like four years out here in Lubbock, and he would always buy creamy peanut butter. It would piss me off because he was like <laughs> unable to eat crunchy, and I got tired of being damn creamy peanut butter every damn day. Like I want some nuts in my food. I don't need this like soft little man. He's
1: getting fired up.
0: Small thing with. You know, it's it's this tiny. It looks like you got it from like from like McDonald's. It's a small little sandwich. <laughs> I want some thickness to my sandwich.
1: <laughs> oh man! Um, so I, I'm one of the guys in this live chat that I, I can't do the, the same thing every day. I don't even know like if I could do it for a million dollars, I would lose steam so quickly. So, but
0: how, but how long would you last?
1: A couple of weeks, maybe. <laughs> I don't For know. a million dollars. That's why I'm. Saying. I I don't know. I I really can't eat the same thing every day. I can't do it. Man. Um, Cooper Burnett asks us, "When was the last time we had this much fun? Hashtag Spring Sports School.
0: Probably in June when we whipped Florida's ass.
2: Yeah, yeah, the yeah
1: that was that a lot win of fun.
2: over Florida in the College World Series and the the win in Stillwater in football are the last two times I. Uh, Felt like this.
1: Well, the the turning run last spring was also a, a lot of fun, especially over Florida and Purdue. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The one against uh, Stephen F. Austin had some like really crazy highlights, but you are expected to win that game once you got that past one. Was them, more of
0: like a heart attack because you knew right. you had to win that game if Tech needed to keep up this consistency of excellence. And if he lost that game, like I don't know if Tech's where they are now with if they lose that game. Cause you can't be this up and coming program and then get your butt kicked in the first round of the NCAA tournament. That yeah. can't happen.
1: And be one of those 14 over three losses. Um, but yeah, like once you got past them, you played Florida and Purdue, the game against Florida was a lot of fun. You went into the Purdue game looking at their, their two, like seven footers. Like, Oh my gosh, they're going to control the game. Um, and they both end up injuring an elbow and they're, they one is out the entire game. One misses or, is severely hampered in the game, and then you go up against the eventual uh champion and held them to the, the closest for basically all of the tournament. See, uh, yeah,
0: it's, that's some, the that's some thing is, I don't like uh going back and think of games because it makes me like upset. But Tech shot like 33 percent that game, like just imagine if they, they thought like if they shot like a moderate 40
1: or 61 like they did tonight.
0: Well, yeah, obviously, they <laughs> went then. But if they just shot like forty percent, they win that game. And I hate thinking about that because then they start thinking of ideas. But man, we, Villanova was off that night. We were playing great defense. We, we could have won that game.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah. So we had fun last last spring with that, and then obviously with, with the baseball season. Um, still got a lot of, a lot of ways to go for for this baseball season. Um, it looks like they're starting to to put some things together. The the track teams, um, you know, I, I don't really follow the Olympic sports, but it's hard to ignore them when they're winning conference championships. Um, it's like two in
0: a row, I think.
1: Yeah, they they were like top rated for most of their their season. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was talking to my brother in law uh, at dinner last night. And we were talking about. Uh, the upcoming f- football season and how well Kirby Hoka has done and and all of his hires outside of Kingsbury um, and we're just like well Man. even Kingsbury wasn't a bad hire it just didn't work out right so at the time no it wasn't a bad hire it just after six years didn't work out but basically everybody since then has just been like almost the perfect guy or girl for that position like the women's basketball team is starting to turn things around um the softball team is on this just unbelievable tear right now. Your basketball Adrian team is Mhm. Basketball team is up and up. Um the baseball team, obviously. The the track teams. Um so yeah, the these the spring sports have just been phenomenal. I just wish you could also pair it with a even a decent fall sports season with with, with, with football.
2: Yeah, I I've always wondered if you could if you were doing what you're doing in basketball now, you know, Elite Eights and College World Series and baseball, and you were just going like nine and three in football, like you're not even winning the Big 12, but if you're just nine and three in football while you're doing all this other stuff and all these other sports, I mean, you'd be one of the premier athletic programs in terms of year round results in the entire country. Well, here's the thing like, with our athletic program now, even without
0: the football success, are we the best athletic program in the Big 12 currently? Because I'm trying to think of, like, other teams that have a whole lot of success across the board. And other than maybe Texas of, like, volleyball and baseball, I don't think I can really think of any with
2: the amount of success over so many sports. Yeah, I think that always comes down to how you weight it. Like, if you treat, you know, football equally with tennis, and that's not a shot at tennis, but, you know, football has more eyeballs and more money on it. Well, uh, one gets, like, you know, like a million-dollar industry and one barely gets yeah. watched, so... So it, it depends on how you weigh it, because I mean, OU is playing in college football playoff and has back-to-back Heisman winners, and so and, oh yeah, and, and and don't forget the softball national championship a couple years ago. Yeah, we are going to dethrone them from that this year, though. I said that. In Fingers practice. crossed. <laughs> so it'll come true.
1: All right, um, guys, let, let's let's wrap it up there. We Texas Tech. D. Pansis, Kansas, twenty nine points, ninety one sixty two. Four games left in the regular season. Great shot at winning at least a share of the Big Twelve title. Um, any final thoughts from you, Kyle? Um, I would
2: just say whenever we were talking earlier about, you know, this is Kansas's worst loss since Bill Self or since eighteen years ago. Uh, I would just encourage tech fans to appreciate time that they're living in. I mean, between baseball, basketball track, there's been a lot of first ever, most ever, best ever, or since, you know, 20, 25 years ago. And um, it's been really cool to watch baseball the last few years and now basketball the past two years under Beard. And so, uh, you know, cherish this, because you're not going to be in the Big 12 title race every year uh, like Kansas is in basketball. And so... Um, have fun with it, enjoy it while it lasts, and uh, hopefully we can have a couple more banners in the basketball arena and a couple more College World Series signs out on the outfield wall uh, at Dan Law Field, but um, it's cool to see all these stats, you know, most ever, best ever, uh, first time since, you know, 20 years ago, and so I'm just enjoying the ride and would tell other fans to do the same.
1: Yeah, absolutely. When when Tech was on that the the run in football in two thousand seven two thousand eight, these were early years for me in terms of my fandom. I had no idea what what I was experiencing, and looking back, I was like, man, I didn't enjoy that as much as I probably should have. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to be more in the moment and enjoy everything that that we've got going on right now, especially basketball and and, and baseball, since those are some like big time sports uh, and, and things that I I followed for a long time. So, Labar, what about you? You have any final thoughts tonight?
0: Yeah, I think Kyle kind (laughs) of took everything I was going to say. But as I mentioned, I started watching Tech in 2012, and the football team was just above 500. The basketball team, I watched basically every game, but man, they were hard to watch. And I was unaware of the baseball team at the time, but I know they weren't doing super fantastic. And now we have, you know, last year, Elite Dave with the basketball college world series every other year for baseball i don't know if we can call them a dynasty but i mean they're pretty damn good and uh not to mention track and field's been kicking butt same thing for women's tennis men's golf uh softball maybe coming up around the corner so just reflect on kyle said appreciate this because you never know when it will go away thing about these dynasties is they can always go away in a flash you just have a coach leave a scandal happen or Maybe the recruiting all of a sudden starts dipping, so you never know when it's going to go away. So let's appreciate every moment, cheer our butts off, and hopefully we'll, you know, win a national championship or hell even a conference championship. One of these sports.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, going back to the uh, sports day uh, question, there was a tweet that came out. Uh, it says, "What a day for Tech athletics! Number one Texas Tech track and field defended the title of back-to-back Big 12 conference champions." The basketball uh, team obviously had a 91-62 win over Kansas. The number three baseball team had a 10-7 to 7 win over Kentucky. And the number 19 softball team had a 5-0 shutout win over number 17, Oregon. So all that happened today.
0: And not to mention that softball is playing now, and they may get
1: another victory before the day's over. Those games are so late, but,
0: yeah. I, I mean, they're on the West Coast, so <laughs> it kind of makes sense when you think about it.
1: All right. Whatever, dude. (laughs) Um, All right. So for Kyle and Michael, I want to thank everybody for joining us on this instant reaction podcast for the 23 personnel podcast. We'll catch you with our regular episode coming up this week. We will see you then.
0: Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane.